What up? It is I, Bruce Cooper. Or uh, as some of you know me, uh, Bryce, just kind of whatever you prefer. Today I will be interviewing uh, a good friend of mine, Mr. Brian the Pirate. Brian is, uh, he's something else, all right? His voice is remarkably better than mine, all right? He's much more handsome than I am. Uh, he's a much more skilled game player than I am. Uh, he is uh, a huge supporter of charitable causes. Brian the Pirate, twitch.tv forward slash Brian the Pirate. Make sure you go check him out. Do me a favor, go throw him a follow. Uh, awesome guy. Uh, yeah, this interview is a lot of fun. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support. I love you very, very much. If you have any feedback for me, make sure you leave it down in the comments. I'm just going to jump right into it. Enjoy this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, and again, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you to Brian for being on. Um, yeah, enjoy. I love you. Brian the Pirate, a.k.a. Brian. Hi. Hi. Brian, Hi. this is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to uh, take part in a weird, ex another weird experiment that I am doing. <laughs> I know this is I'm, probably I'm, kind of different. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, you sound so good. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah, I bet. I mean, do people like I I so this is going to sound really crappy or like I always hear <laughs> I always hear get just guess. Guess who I always hear whenever you whenever I hear you talk. Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always. You should see me when I'm actually drunk and I'm like, what is this weirdness? <laughs> and then people are like, oh my God, the hand gestures and everything, it all comes out. Yeah. Do you get that in your, like, in your hometown? Do you get that even? Uh, I used to, when I was, uh, like I said, when, when I was younger and went out a lot more often, I, I used to be like borderline alcoholic and go out yeah. drinking with friends and clubbing and stuff like every other night. So in those situations, people were like, oh, you remind me of Jack Sparrow kind of thing. It, yeah. it was always a cross between Jack Sparrow and Dylan Moran, who's an Irish comedian, stand-up comedian. I see. Funny. So, yeah, I used to, yeah, so I used to get that a lot. Yeah, man. But nowadays... Nowadays, people just remark that I have uh, quite a, a a calm manner of speaking, um, especially when I'm doing, like, say, IT tech support, which is my real life job. Right. People will just interrupt me fixing their stuff, and they'll be like, "I just you, have you, to you, say, you, you, yeah, you sound really nice. Can you like fix my things forever?" And I'm like, um, "Sure, <laughs> yeah. you'll pay me, right?" Yeah, yeah exactly. That's funny. Um, yeah, so uh, how how old are you? Can I ask? I'm 31. Okay. 31. I'm 32. So and I definitely had a borderline alcoholic uh younger year where I would go out every other night as well. I wouldn't go like dancing or like out to like any clubs or anything. I would just go to a dive mm. bar with a couple friends and smoke a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I always refer to it as my rock and roll years. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. The the better years, but I I don't know. I, I miss it sometimes, but I don't miss the is it's my my partying steeply decreased right as the hangovers. Oh, incredibly sure. increased. Sure. Like there is a definite. There's a definite like correlation <laughs> between. Mm, no, definitely. The two. I, I think I think I hit 25 and that's when I started getting hangovers. Like prior to that, it was like, there is no such thing as a hangover. What are all you weak people talking about? Exactly. Kind of and then I hit 25 and they started lasting until like late afternoon. Now I'm over 30. It, it's literally an entire day. Like if I stop oh, yeah. drinking at four in the morning, I am hungover until four the next morning kind of thing. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> Although one thing I have noticed, um, when I drink in the US, I don't get as hungover. Oh, I don't interesting. Know 
I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm more proactive when I'm like at conventions and stuff and I'm in beautiful sunny weather as opposed to the grayness that is the uh, the UK. Yeah. But uh, whenever I go out here in the UK, I, I'm, I'm gone. The next day, you will not see me. I will be in the fetal position in bed per, per, perpetually, you know? It's just like, no, no not speaking to anyone, yeah. not doing anything, try not to throw up <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, dude. Regretting all my decisions. And just praying to whatever being out there just that i don't die from this like that's me yeah like i'm just exactly. like this is i'm gonna die like this is i just overdid it i think it's interesting with the, like the conventions thing i live in the states and i i i completely agree with you and i think i think um for me like i'll i'm a lot more willing to push through the hangover and not focus on it mm. as much yeah. you know or like do any like when I'm hungover, I'm the type I like I don't take any ibuprofen or any like when I'm really hungover, I really don't I'm so like I don't eat, I don't drink enough water, I just fester in my own self-pity. <laughs> and yeah. like at a convention I'm not gonna do that because I spent, you know, X amount of thousands of dollars to get there. Exactly. And you, you feel compelled to, to go outside and yeah. this kind of so if that means pounding a, you know, a pot of coffee and taking four ibuprofen to get through my hangover than that, then so be it. Um, I think even just being outside in like, I, I want to say clean air, but you never know nowadays really do you? Yeah, um, but yeah. being outside in the air, I think does actually make a substantial difference. For sure. But again, being in the UK, it's like, oh, let's go outside. Wait, it's wet. Everything is wet. Everything is gray. Let's not go outside. Let's yeah. stay inside. Whereas in California, when it's like TwitchCon, for example, it's like, oh, it's beautiful. It's majestic. Let's spend as much time as possible outside kind of thing. I'm so happy they're going back to San Diego again next year. Oh, same. I loved San Diego for so many reasons. It, it was such a beautiful city. It's so good. And uh, yeah, like it's it actually felt like a legitimate vacation. I um, mm. I live in Oregon, which is very gray and wet as well. It's very... Mm. I've had... I, I have a friend from the UK. Uh, I can't remember. It starts with a G. I can't remember. Like, he he came to Oregon and was pretty disappointed because the weather was identical, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and like, you know, all jokes aside. But I'm, I consider I'm lucky that I have a straight, like, I can get to California in like eight hours and enjoy the sunshine yeah you know it's it's funny how like in the states you guys are like oh yeah i can just go to this side of the country in eight hours whereas like in the uk in an hour you're in another country kind yeah. of thing and it always tickles me it's like oh how long did you travel oh yeah uh, just an hour where are you now france oh okay. yeah that's nuts, <laughs> dude. that's crazy to think about yeah because like we'll drive we'll drive to los angeles and it's it's like a 16 hour two-day drive um, let alone like if you wanted to go to the East Coast, like that would take multiple days. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like I hate flying, but I'd imagine I'd, I, I'm, I'm learning to like it a little bit more every single time I fly. But I mean, if you're in the UK, like you have to and you want to co- go to a convention, you know, you you have to fly. How long is that? How long is how long was your flight? Uh, it's 11 hours usually. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And because of the way flights work, um, it's it, like, for example, there, there's literally an airport approximately 30 minutes from like my house. But if I was to fly from that airport to say uh, San Diego directly, I'd be looking at around about $3,000. You know, Man. anything between like 2,000 and 2,500 pounds, which is about 3,000 bucks. Yeah. Um, whereas if I just add like a bit of public transport to a different airport, so like what I did and I've done in the past is I got a four-hour coach. So I was on a bus, a fancy bus basically for four hours to London Heathrow and then uh, flew to LAX and then got the uh, the train for a further two hours so that added to of course the the journey um and then you got all the wait times and whatnot between those things like you, i always arrive two hours early at the 
the airport just in case because you yeah. can never tell about traffic and stuff so like this year i think i, I traveled for a total of 32 hours wow. when i arrived in uh, in san diego and then in true brian the pirate fashion i immediately like went to the hotel dumped my stuff off and then me and a bunch of friends went out drinking <laughs> and that was it and it was just like okay cool but um, you saved a considerable amount of money doing it that way right yeah it, it literally went from like 2500 pounds so 3000 bucks to uh 350 pound wow so yeah yeah just by adding like major airports rather than like smaller local ones yeah like even even if it was london heathrow to san diego that added like another 200 pound to the ticket right so 35 dollars for a train and two hours you know that it was worth at the end of the day it was totally. a bit you know a little bit more extra travel but saved me 200 quid so it was it was good i'm thinking about this time um riding the train from like down the west coast it's like mm. a 37 hour train ride but i could get like a sleeper car and just irl streaming the entire thing <laughs> it, it could be worth it i it, mean i it imagine it's, it's it's like one it's an experience and two if you get a few of you going yeah and, and of course like i said you could save money like i know there are people um who i spoke to last year who were like we're gonna meet you at lax this time and like just get the train because like saving that much money totally. for the sake of a two-hour train hella worth it yeah i mean and and like that's that's ridiculously worth it i mm. I, I mean it, i don't know if it would be worth it if you saved a couple hundred dollars but you saved substantial you saved thousands of dollars at that point yeah yeah, man. Like quite a quite a bit of money. Like, sure, if I if I had the disposable income, I would have potentially just flown straight for at least from from London Heathrow to San Diego. But like I said, like two hundred pound, you know, that that's that's meals for an entire month. You know what I mean? Totally. So. Yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, any like, especially if it's just gonna if you're gonna end up at the same. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Um, cool. So, I was gonna say something, but I forgot what it was going to what I was going to say. So, oh yeah. So you you do like I you you work in like IT. I didn't know that. I did a lot of that yeah. before uh, before I discovered Twitch. Like help yeah, so desk, I mean, help uh, desk stuff. Yeah. So I do first line, second line, and third line. So obviously, like if you're familiar with first line, it's oh I locked myself out. Can you reset my password and all that shenanigans? And then there's third line, which is like the server is on fire. Fix it before the business goes to like, bankrupt and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's it's not your standard just like uh, help desk. There's there's no monotony to it, thankfully. Which uh, that is sounds good. good. Yeah. And it means that every day is always a wee bit different, and it also means that you've got variety in pace as well so sometimes you will get an influx of people needing password resets so it's a bit chill and then something exciting and crazy happens and you're like hey i'm not bored i like my job kind of thing yeah for sure so, so it's a good mix yeah do you uh do you uh, have you been doing it for a long time uh so i was basically raised around computers so i've oh, always wow. been quite the uh tech enthusiast is uh, the term I believe to use. Yeah. Um, but with regards to working in IT, I've always been like, I've dipped in and, it, in and out of it rather. So I think I did tech support briefly when I was 19, uh, whilst I was also at college. And then I were, went to finish off college and stuff like that. And then I didn't really get back into it properly until about a year and a half ago. So there was like a 10 year gap and I did things in between them. Um, but there was also a lot of moving and other like right. stuff in my life. Um, so it made it hard to focus on a career. Plus, I didn't really know if I wanted IT as a career. Yeah. Um, even, even now, it's I, I thoroughly enjoy my job compared to where I've worked in a lot of other places. But it's it's not. It, it's more of it's it's just the breadwinning, you know, it, yeah. it brings in the bread at the end of the day. Um, and it's enjoyable, but it's not where I want to be. I would prefer to be an entertainer of some sort yeah man that's absolutely like do you want to be like if you, if you could choose what you're doing would it be would it be live streaming would it be acting like what would you know would you what what are your what are your dreams i think that's important i don't think enough people talk about that it's it's funny because growing up um like i played instruments and stuff and yeah. all i knew when i was younger like i, I was good at like 
in in high school we did like drama classes so i was always like acting and stuff um i could even sing a little bit when i was younger i've been in bands and all i knew is that i wanted to be in front of people in some way or form be it live and right in front of the faces or through the power of the internet like now yeah and know that i'm having a emotional effect on them that makes them feel good about themselves um so like i enjoyed acting i was like yeah i want to be an actor and then i enjoyed performing music and i was like yeah i'd like doing that and then like one of my uh jobs a few years ago i had to do a presentation in front of 300 people on a stage wow. and my, my role was literally to be um the, the beginning of the show this convention we were doing to be the person that lifts everyone up and makes them happy to be there because it was kind of boring information thereafter so i was yeah. like the hype guy and i thoroughly loved that i love i love the attention i like being the the limelight hogger as it were yeah but i i, I also just love making people happy with my entertainment so if i had to say now i do thoroughly enjoy streaming i love the the community aspect of it of being like this this focal figure that has an influence on the community and, and controls like um no, i don't want to say like beliefs or like anything like that but makes make, makes people feel safe you know they, yeah. they, they know they're in a safe environment and it fosters the the same kind of behavior people look after each other and things like that like i've always said about my community on twitch it's very self-governing and i like to think it's because they come to my stream and they're like this guy's not a dickhead let's hang out with him kind right, of thing. Right. and then they bring other friends who are like this guy's not a dickhead come hang out with these guys kind of thing and, it, and it's always grown and like i've i've never had to get rid of any long time uh community members or anything like that or ban them or yeah uh, or even even purge them unless it's like a joke Right, right, I've, right. I've been doing I've been doing this for like two years and I've literally never had any issues with any of my community members ever. And I, I just think that's a very awesome thing. And to know that these people will keep coming back and wanting to hang out with me because I entertain them. It it's it's very I don't know, it's very yeah, fulfilling. Yeah. No, I get it's it. Very, very fulfilling. And you do and, and you do a lot of like charity charity work as well, which I have a huge, yeah. I have massive respect for. I, I wish I was more involved in that sort of thing. Um, I I do very much like doing the charity stuff. I try to curb it down to only doing the two things a year, though, because yeah, I I don't want to give uh, my community what I call charity fatigue. For sure, for sure. Because because there's there's friends of mine in in like friends of ours even um, who do charity all the time and they're really good and I love them for it. But at the same time, I, I feel like if I was constantly doing charity streams, my viewers would be like, we've got no more money, stop, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's, you know what I mean? And it's just like... That could be, I, I also, that could be sorry, anything. That could be... I mean, I'm finding that that's anything on Twitch. Twitch is, is a game of of being... It's an art of of perfectly calculated mix-up, mixing up, right? Like, mm. there's a purge. I'm fine. Like, there's a... There's a there's a hype, there's a peak, there's a decline, there's a hype, there's a peak, there's a decline. Like, you know, it's it's very interesting. Rinse, repeat, kind of thing. Yeah, and like whilst mixing it up at the same time. Right, right. I mean, and and, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, like there's people sometimes will. I think a lot of times people watch for the personality watch for because they like the streamer and mm. if the streamer goes too far in one direction they start to not be they people start to miss the streamer you know yeah yeah for sure and like and th there's there's like actual stats about it and stuff as well like obviously if you've got a streamer who focuses on one game um you, they notice that people tend to be there more for that game right um whereas if you've got variety streamers um like I've, I've spoken to pr folks about it and they actually prefer doing sponsorships and stuff with variety streamers because their audience is there mostly for the streamer and of course it's it's new new bait if anything for the product that they're trying to sell whereas if you go to the your shrouds of the world like with a, an fps sponsorship half the people in his channel probably already know about whatever the product is because yeah you know, fps nuts kind of thing yeah. um 
and are there more for the gameplay. Like, obviously, like, Shroud's a fantastic streamer. I've watched him, and I, I think he's very entertaining. But yeah. you, you'd also find people are there for his sick skills at the end of the day. Um, whereas with a variety streamer, people go there for the entertainment value, and they tend to put more trust in variety streamers. Right. No, I, I can see that. Because they are more about the person rather than the, uh, the, than the, the gameplay or whatever it is that people stream. I know that I, when I first, well, so I used to be, I used to get like a lot of crap for it, but like I would, it would be rare that I'd play under three games a week. <laughs> like if I play, I mean, I would never play the same game more than one or two times ever. Like mm-hmm. that's, and then with the whole like No Man's Sky thing, like I, I started seeing like obviously like an increase in everything and then I loved the game and I still love the game but yeah. a huge part of me but like I didn't make any more money or anything you know like and and a huge part of me misses I miss so much the the variety and I've decided like I've kind of decided in and like my wife, Edith, she was she she's my biggest support ever. She mm-hmm. she set me down and like put her hand on my on my leg and was like, I really miss you playing different games. And I was just yeah, like, yeah. I have to I have to do I have to do that. And then it's weird. I started doing that. And like people that I haven't seen in five or six months are coming back out of the woodworks. And they're like, finally, like we're back on this like. And I, I prefer, I prefer that vibe to the channel, you know, than just, sure. and, and there's, just there's the always that thing. fear of sticking with one game as well. Totally. Uh, yeah. When, when you do get burnt out on it and you're like, okay, I need to stop. And then the entire platform that you've built of all these community members there for that one game are like, oh, peace. peace <laughs> exactly. And then they're gone and you're like, oh, okay, sorry. But what I'm um, finding is one or two or a small percentage will stick around because they really like you. And yeah. like, that's what's important, you know? And like, for sure, for I sure. get it. I get it. I get it. Like there, there are people who find almost a nostalgic feel in me playing no man's sky like it goes together like peanut butter and jelly you know and like mm. i get that right and i i get it and i'll always play it but when there's you know six months without an update or a change it's kind of like and red dead redemption 2's coming out and you're just like man yeah. i really want to play that you know what i mean like it's hard there is so many games in the past like two months alone and then there's more coming i know (laughs) endless games i i've had so many games like given to me for free through like various pr companies and i've got to finish uh, like four of them and i've had to turn people down but like no i'm sorry because i obviously when i get a game for free i i feel obliged to obviously play it because yeah. you know they did this nice thing for me right. and i've actually had to be like no no please stop giving me games i need to finish the ones i've already got because yeah. i don't want to just be like yeah sure thanks for the key and then not play it for months and then be like, oh by the way i played that game you gave me like six months ago uh, i made the mistake i've done that made the mistake of doing that i don't get a whole lot of keys anymore i need to well, I, mean, I should have taken that advice when i heard it the first time but yeah well, what? To be to be to be fair, when you like it first starts happening and you you start getting these keys, you do end up being a kid in a candy shop kind of thing. Totally, like, man. <laughs> games for days. Yeah, sure, give me all the games. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I do owe these people for 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 this kindness. I've <laughs> never I've never burnt a bridge that way. I just yeah. am a little bit more self aware now of what I'm mm. doing when I receive something for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> Bear with me a moment, because my battery is about to die in my headset, so I just need to swap Yeah, 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 no worries. I've actually got a... Sorry about that. Oh, no the, uh, the, 
I've got these um, Steel Series um, Elite things. You know, like the Artist Pro Wireless. The the the, the yeah, words are hard. The generation before that. And they've got these little plastic covers and lithium batteries in them. Yeah. And they just refused to come off just then, so I couldn't get the damn battery out. Did you yeah. get it? Were you able to get it out? Yeah, I have now. Yeah, so I've got a fresh battery in there. Interesting. I I have never, I have never owned. Well, sorry, I had a pair of Astro A40s. I for headphones for me, I have never had a desire to have any sort of like fancy. Like I've never had a pair of like wireless headphones. I'm not sure why. Mm. I've just always had the headphones that I that I plug in. I <laughs> I've never really. I mean, never if really it wasn't for it. VR, I probably wouldn't have wireless either. Um, it oh, is more because yeah. I play. I do play a lot of VR, so it's it's almost a necessity. Right. Um, I like that they're expensive. There is a distinct difference in quality right. uh, like these were around about at time of release about 300 bucks oh wow um so like the um for doing movember last year uh, hyperx were very nice to give a bunch of us uh, through movember um hyperx cloud s's i think they're called or cloud alphas um which are really really nice and about 70 to 80 pounds so about 100 bucks each yeah but they're um 2.1 um Oh, I see. Stereo as opposed to 5.1 surround like these. And I listened to them. And I was like, yeah, these sound dope. And then I put my um, surround sound ones back on. And I was like, wait, there is a difference. Quite a difference at the same time. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day like 200 bucks or 200 pounds is going to make a difference in technology, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, for sure. They're going to be able to put like better uh, drivers. Is that the correct term? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your, okay, so I got a VR headset, and I never use it. I never, I never, I, I got a, the Valve Index. What? I love you. I've never. <laughs> Let's be friends. I know. <laughs> I like, uh, it's, it, people seem to, uh, but I love it. I love, I'm not going to lie. When I first put the VR headset on, and I started playing Beat Saber, it, mm. it, Brian, it's going to sound so weird, okay, but just bear with me. It made me so overwhelmed that it made me cry. <laughs> and I've talked about this with friends before. And I think what happened was I felt for the first time, I felt like true immersion. Yeah, in, in, for sure. I felt like I was in a separate. I felt like my house just got another room somehow or something. It was wild. It made me very yeah. emotional. VR is huge like whenever like especially when it was first coming out i obviously being a tech enthusiast i'm i was an early adopter so i bought it pretty much on release and i was like i need to try this and um you'd see like comments online and be like oh it's just a fad you know we did vr before and i was yeah. like 20 bloody years ago yeah <laughs> with the little <laughs> vr yeah 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 i was like there is no one who dislikes vr you either love vr or you haven't tried vr <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it you might be like speculative about it you might be like oh i you know i'm, I'm dubious as to whether it's good or not and right. then you try it and then you're like okay it's it's the dog's bollocks you know it's it's, it's good it's good yeah i remember um it was like a tech demo i did where you you, you were this this like wizard sword wielding dude bro kind of thing and you go up to this desk uh, or rather a table full of weapons and you could see like little ghosted areas on your body where you you could holster your weapons and like sheave your sword and stuff like that right so i got the sword of the table i put it in the sheath on my waist um i got this like little pistol that i put on my, my other side of my waist on my on my hip and then there was this bow and i picked up the bow and i was like where the hell do i put the bow and i was like oh maybe it goes on my back and i just like with a lot of trepidation put my hand behind my head like let go of the trigger pulled my hand back looked at the floor the bow wasn't on the floor and then my hand behind my head again gripped the trigger and then i was holding the bow and i was like oh my god this is a and then you went through this like weird ass portal and oh my god Bruce, this portal <laughs> this portal i went through this portal you end up in this this corridor with another table filled with weapons and a, a burning torch 
uh, above the table and you can't see down uh, the hallway in either direction and suddenly this noise you just hear this growling noise coming towards you i picked oh, up the spear man. a sword i like s- straddled the hallway like looking in both directions panicking i was like come at me i'll fight you proper panicking yeah. it was a bloody cat a cat <laughs> came out of the shadows and was just like Ow! and i was like stab it kind of thing yeah it was so annoying but you, you do get so immersed it's so and- lost in it it's not and when things jump at you you panic yeah you stack you stack your pants you full-blown panic like i i had a friend try um oh, i forgot what it's called i haven't played it for a while it's kind of like irobot you know the have you seen irobot with Will smith uh i've seen maybe like a third of it well, there's a, there's a scene where he's in this tower. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, don't no, worry about that. Loads of the, the robots just basically, like, just zerg him. They just all run at him, and you've got to shoot them. And that's what this uh, this game's called uh, right. about. I think, I think it's called Raw Data. And uh, I, I let one of my uh, friends have a go. One of my, my nearest and dearest friends. I was like, give this a go. You'll love it. Yeah. And one of the robots, he shot it whilst it was running at him, and it split in two. And then he turned around and shot another one. And then he turned back, and the torso jumped at him <laughs> like this just oh, robot torso and he screamed so loud because it was just in his face yeah and obviously obviously i was laughing my head off but it's it's just little things like that even um the the paint um application i think it was google that did it right where um, you can like draw and like sculpt in, in midair in, yeah in the 3d space a tilt brush is it something I, like that i yeah i don't know what it's called he, but i know what you're talking about he was fascinated by that. He he drew a Christmas tree in like it was. I think it was like the middle of August or something like that. Right. But he, he did a Christmas tree anyway. But he he loved it and and just watching it within that space. It, it's it's very pretty and just being able to move around and see around objects and literally lean forwards to look over a cliff edge or, or over a wall and things like that. Yeah. It it does a lot to you and it's, it does immerse you in the game. It's nuts, dude. And like. Not to bring it back up again, but No Man's Sky did a VR update, and mm. I I'll just go and sit in a in a field and like watch the ocean and watch the sun go down, and it's so. And then I'll get back up. You can jump into your ship and then pull the flight controls up, and like as you're going through the atmosphere, like see the planet get smaller and smaller, and then go and land on another one, or like go into a space station and walk around, and yeah, the same sort of thing. Like to get out of the ship, you have to take your hand over to the the door and grip and then lift up and it brings the like the windshield up like a yeah it, it's uh so it's so fun it it's, does something to you it's it's just the little things like that that just, yeah just pull you like, just properly draw you into the game like there was, there was another time there was like a just a, a burning fire and i had to walk off and i, I picked up a bit of wood and i was like I don't know, maybe kind of thing, like stuck the wood in the fire and I had a torch suddenly. Yeah. And I was just like, fantastic. I'm going for a merry, merry little jog now. Kind yeah. of thing. It's just simple things like that. And it, it, it's very, very, for lack of a better phrase, game changing. Yeah. And it's a shame that it, it's such a barrier to entry with the, like the paywall that's involved right. with having to have a $2,000 PC and then a thousand dollars of equipment as well. But I'm I'm very envious of your of your index right now. Oh, um, thank you. Because because I got the vibe, like I said, as soon as it came out, right, and then it broke, and it probably broke because I was playing Beat Saber on stream for like t- three to four hours, uh, sometimes five hours at a time. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's a lot of cardio, and I don't think the <laughs> the uh, the vibe could handle it. It was one of the early models, so right. it wasn't as well sealed apparently. Um, so right. I literally the other day on Friday had a new vibe. Well, I say new, a second-hand Vive headset arrive, and I, I've been playing Beat Saber like crazy. I love that game so much. It's very fun, and it's good. It's good. It's a good little workout when you really start getting into it. For sure. Like, as soon as you start doing, like, the expert-level stuff, oh, yeah. you, you just you feel Herculean. It's just like, look at my biceps. I am gargantuan kind of thing. That's very satisfying. Then- like, you feel like you accomplished something when you're able to get through, you know, and beat your score. Like, it becomes a personal competition with yourself. Yeah, I, I remember very briefly, I was um, f- world first for uh, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Oh, wow. 
And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm literally number one. And then like three weeks later, my score was destroyed by yeah. like people who like properly know life did. And it's like fair play. You know? Fair play. <laughs> yeah. You deserve but it. I, yeah. did, I did feel very warm and, and squishy inside for that brief moment. <laughs> now, it's interesting. So like with VR, when you mentioned, I immediately thought like when you mentioned like grabbing the wood and putting it in the fire and you get a torch, like. What people don't understand is when you experience that, it's like you you kind of feel like that's how it always should have been, right? Like mm. it's like when I when when you do stuff like that in VR, it's like, well, this is how the video game should be played. It's kind of in, it's kind of weird, and then like, like you, it, it becomes so like the little. I think VR where it where it's so fun and and where it clicks for a lot of people is when they under they start understanding like the mechanics behind vr it's everyone gets so torn up or, or so so uh fixated on the resolution of the goggle you, you know the the headset yeah. and the the but the, what they don't realize is all of the like little mechanics that make vr the immersion the the experience that it is yeah it would be awesome if like the screens were better or screen dooring effect wasn't a thing or whatever but like the mechanics are what makes it really immersive, not necessarily the viewing quality. The fact that you are actually in the game. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not a first person view of a 2D image. You can actually look around someone by bending around and actually articulating movement and things like that. And it's, it's, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, obviously the, I will always have this, this appreciation for, you know, a, a game on screen, like your, your isometric hacking slashes, like right. Diablos and stuff like that. You know, they, they have to be in that format to be as good as the games that they are. Yeah. But when you're looking for a very immersive experience in terms of like storytelling and things like that, there's just something very different about actually literally being in the game and being that character, right. not controlling it with thumbsticks or a mouse and stuff like that. In it, an it, odd it, way, it feels like you're taking a break from the game in a weird, yeah, in a weird it, it's, way. It's almost like you're not actually playing the game. It's you just yeah. essentially role playing. You just, you're acting out life <laughs> but there's dragons and stuff trying to kill you oh you know, man it makes me want to play vr it's not i'm not gonna lie it's so fun it's so fun and it it, it really does feel like another room in your house it's you put on the headset and you can like you it's like you open the door and you go into a different like part of your apartment it's cool and you can decorate it you can literally decorate it however you want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you uh, did you ever do any of the like VR chat or the like social, the like um, uh, I, like social networks in VR? I was going to give it a go. I was like, when VR chat exploded and became crazy popular, I, yeah. I did want to jump on that bandwagon. But that's also around about when my vibe broke. Right, and I was right. like, ah, oh, sad face. Um, but it was also really weird. As it well. is weird. <laughs> When, when when the potential player base is the planet, you, you're gonna come across some very strange people, and it's it wasn't very streamer friendly from what I saw. Yeah, like it had some hilarious moments, and then there was some very like, Ooh, I'm yeah, gonna... TOS, yeah, 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 like Monka TOS, run in the opposite direction, farewell, yeah. I'll remember you, yeah. kind of thing. Um, I was in, I was walking around in VR chat just because I was in the same. I was just trying it off stream. And there were mm. entire like rooms where people just slept and it was so interesting because you you realize that like people are given this opportunity, right, to have a VR mm. headset and socially interact. You're going to get people who spend 24 seven in it. And yeah, for sure. And like people are doing that. And I don't necessarily I, I don't subscribe to the that's a bad thing sort of. Yeah. You know, I understand and I think people having the option to like make friends and talk is a good thing. Do I think they, that, that people should go outside more? Absolutely. Myself included. hundred oh, yeah. percent. Right. But like, I don't see it as I see it. I'm more interested. It's more interesting to me kind of like, you know, what, what that, what that world's like, you know, in, in, uh, when, cause VR is bigger, I bigger than I think myself probably you most people realize like vr chat is a is a very i think it's a very powerful thing 
I'd be interested to see. I I, I want to spend more time in it just to kind of see what it's like. Well, at the end of the day, like we form bonds with people over the internet already. Like we as streamers, we as gamers, yeah. we as people who are in a chat room, you know, that look, look at friendships and stuff made on Twitch. Like, didn't yeah. you meet Ethel through Twitch? No. Well, no, she was, a, yeah. she trained me at work. Oh, okay. <laughs> all another story. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, there are like yeah. relationships that have oh, blossomed, totally. be it friendships or uh, more intimate relationships through the internet and there are there are people who i've met through streaming um through gaming when i was a, a wee bit younger like back in my teens who are who are some of the most cool and awesome people i know right like i i've, I've always been quite the social butterfly so like i said i i would have this uh, these these online friendships and relationships as well as like partying with people in real life and quite social but there are going to be people who can't really deal with the outside world and but still make these really cool friendships online and being able to do it in a vr space that makes it feel just that little bit more real right less text on a screen um you know all the power to them as long as it's not affecting their actual health yeah it's like it's like the meme just let people enjoy things you know right right It's it's weird it's but it is kind of weird is the wrong i get it I think is what I meant to say. Like I get both sides of it and uh, it's alien. It is. It's different. It's alien. Right. And like, you, if I tried to explain that to my folks, they'd be supportive, but they would definitely be concerned, you know? Mm. And uh, for sure. So like, so why are you dressed as a small anime girl? Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah just because everyone else. Is, yeah. Yeah. Like, Mom, just don't kink shame me. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, I don't know what that means, but I'm all right. Have fun. <laughs> my mom, my mom, not to not to get too heavy. My mom's actually going in for an open heart surgery on Thursday. So keep her in your damn. Yeah. It's something she's known she's needed it forever. And yeah. they were like, let's do it. Let's do it this week. And she's like, all right. Hell yeah, let's do it. So I'm kind of yeah. relieved that it's finally it's finally happening. It's it's one of those things where it's just like let's just get out of the way. You yeah, know, let's just get get it done. Right, right, and and it's it's not the doctor who's doing it has been doing it for this this procedure for thirty five years, and mm-hmm. he's like he could probably do it wasted with his hands backwards. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's a uh, it's it's taught. Yeah, it's it's time that we just move on with this part of the 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 story. But yeah, yeah. I don't well, know. She will. She will be in my thoughts because uh, I've always, when it comes to to mothers, um, as someone who who lost their mother and probably didn't spend as much time right. with her as as I would have liked to. Whenever someone's like, "Oh, no, my mother's in hospital," I'm like, "Oh, you know, huge thoughts and prayers." Kind of thing, like positive vibes, all the positive. Energy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very sorry to hear so, that. I did know that. I didn't. But I didn't. Oh know. no, no! Dude, I, I've always been like cool with like I deal with grief incredibly well <laughs> to right. the point where it's it's probably unsettling to some people. But um, yeah, when it comes to like um, people uh, like passing away and things like that, even family friends, I've always been very good at coping with it. Right. And to the to the point where I have I've had friends come up to me like for advice and like how to do it. I'm like uh, I'm wired differently. I can't like my experience isn't going to be the same as like your experience or whoever's experience you know yeah sure we're all grieving in some way or form right but we all grieve in way different ways i, I can't say oh i feels because that's bullshit i don't know how you feel you might be really stoked about it for some bizarre reason yeah, or yeah. you might <laughs> you know or you could be like in the most worst state of your life because of how it went for, for me sure. I, I, you know, necked a bottle of brandy with my friends, told stories the night it happened, and then I went to work the next day and gone, yeah. kind of thing. So I know, like, that's that's absolutely true. Like my my brother handles grief way better than than me. So much so to the mm-hmm. point where he's like a counselor for it. He's like a, a grief counselor. He helps people who are experiencing so that's always nice to have you know like yeah. if i know that and I, I i tend to in a weird way i like to surround myself by people who handle things better than i do and then 
they find things that I handle better than them. And I guess that's called like a support group network. I don't know. Or a friend. I don't know. That's what it's like, especially us as men. Like, I don't know if you know, but I'm raising money for Movember. Yeah, Um, I did know that. Actually, yeah. Now as we speak kind of thing. Right. Um, And one of the things I particularly like about Movember is it's trying to break the whole, like, mental health and how men perceive themselves. And it's like, oh, no, we've got to be manly. We've got to depend on ourselves and be independent and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, like, if you need to talk about it, don't just dump it on your significant other or, you know, whatever. Talk about it to your friends, you know, get it out there to strangers if necessary, things like that. So it's, it's not a bad thing to have the support network, as you say, like, yeah. don't be incredibly dependent on everyone but yourself, of course, because, you know, you've got to look after yourself in some way or form. Yeah. But yeah, it's good to have those friendships where you can talk to people for either advice or just a, a shoulder to cry on sometimes. Yeah. Or someone to hold your hand whilst you go through the dark tunnel in the crazy theme park of grief or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a good thing to have. Well, people I mean, should never be ashamed of it. In the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, when this is all said and done, life is extremely short. And I think we are given the opportunity every day to make of it how we want. And you should never feel ashamed for wanting your life to be as good as possible for you. Right. Mm. You know, exactly. I think um, so, like not to side right, not, not to divert too much here, like Movember. No, we hear that a lot. What is that? Am I not supposed to shave my face? I already shaved. I shaved my face. What is this? What am I doing with what's the so, what's the deal here? <laughs> November was originally started in Australia, and then it came to the UK really quickly, from what I recall. And um, I think it was originally just two blokes in Australia who were like, "We don't usually have mustaches. Let's just grow a mustache because we might look a wee bit daft." Uh, in front of our friend <laughs> yeah. and you know raise money doing it and then it, it it grew so much more since then right but the idea is um you, you grow just a mustache um, hence the name movember you know mo is mustache. allegedly short for for mustache yeah i see okay um so obviously with myself i shave off my my entire beard because i perpetually have this goatee and a chin strap sometimes so for me, it's it comes completely off, and then I just grow a mustache until the end of November. I see. Um, whereas some people, they just can't grow a beard or a stash, and they'll try the hardest. Just a bit of fluff on there, <laughs> on yeah, the top yeah. lip. But at the end of the day, like it's it's the effort that they're they're putting into it, and to some, obviously, it doesn't sound like a lot of effort. Like, oh, you're only growing yeah. a mustache, but you you've got to go outside. You know, <laughs> you've got to be seen by people with this thing on your face. Right. So, you know, it can be it can be quite intense in uh, in social surroundings. And um, I me, think people ask, why are you growing your mustache? Like, what? Why do you? I think bringing it up via yeah. a change of your look is important too, right? And it is incredibly noticeable. Like, um, I, I shaved everything off on Friday and uh, Friday evening and then went into work today. And people literally would have double takes because there's people at work who have not seen me without a beard before. Um, yeah. and obviously, everyone else has seen me with a beard for an entire year. And then suddenly there's this weird white boy just walking around the, the office like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. Like, people would literally look and be like, is that Brian? I think it's Brian. But then the that gives the opportunity eyes. to be like, <laughs> I'm doing this for November, and like that's a it's like a men's mental health thing, and it exactly, like, it's and like you a, the icebreaker. People talking about, it. yeah, exactly, yeah, for sure. That's I mean, you, you occasionally get people important. going like, are "You in porn now?" And it's like, no, no, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing. But, but uh, it's 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 a really good cause. It's one I'm particularly fond of. Uh, like I said earlier, I don't like doing too much charity stuff. I do St Jude. At the beginning of the year, um, during the play live season, usually, and then I do Movember, and they're like my chosen charities. Right, and right on. Bearing in mind, I've like worked for charities before and stuff as well. Like I worked for UNICEF, I worked for um, the UK version of Shelter, which was a homeless charity. Right. So, like, I, I've always been relatively like had a, a, a toe in the water of the the charity industry, as it were. But 
I, I just have a particular fondness for those two charities. Well, dude, St. Jude, I mean, like I didn't, I don't know anything about a lot of charities, but St. Jude has always been, I, my, my mom, I remember I was telling my mom, I was like, I want to be more charitable. And she was like, well, you, St. Jude's the one that, that you need to be in. You know, I don't know. That's, they're just doing amazing stuff. Um, For sure. Like it, <clears throat> In a lot of ways, St. Jude, oh, me. Um, like Zach and Jason and that, they're like pioneers of the the charity space when it comes to like getting streamers involved. Yeah. And see a lot of other charities are like, wait, they're getting like so much awareness like put out there and so much, um, obviously donations come in. How are they doing that? It's like they're interacting with these people who interact with hundreds of people or thousands of people. Yeah, and do it and do it bloody well, kind of thing, rather than just some bloke in the middle of the street with a bucket going, you know, spare change, please. Right, it doesn't feel charitable. It feels cool. It feels like, uh, it's like, um, it doesn't feel charitable. It just feels like the right thing to do. And yeah, I think people don't realize. Like, it's an interesting segue. I a lot of I don't feel like a. I feel like now a lot of companies are finally starting to or. A lot of traditional um, anything is starting to to realize how passionate like streamers and video game people who play video games are like they tend to be really passionate people. So they're really good people to be friends with if you want to, you know, promote your thing. You know, they, they uh, they're just I don't know any people who stream on Twitch who aren't extremely passionate about just anything. And. Like I think that comes hand in hand with Twitch. Like at the end of the day, you you, you could go into a stream of, of someone who's relative, and you can probably work out if they're going to make it yeah. or not. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it everyone gives it a go, but if you don't have that passion and drive, people are just not going to stick around because yeah. they're going to be bored and they're going to toddle off to find something else. Yeah. So. And then, and then, of course, like I mentioned earlier, you, you you grow these communities, and people trust you. And they and and if you go right, I like this this charity. This is why people go. I believe him. Let's yeah. give him. <laughs> like let's donate to the cause because we this person. It it has obviously this this slight element of celebrity about it, but it it's not the same as oh I I stand this person who I watch on my favorite TV show. It's I interact with this person regularly i am watching their life unfold on this, this screen yeah quite often and they it's it's weird because they obviously your viewers or our viewers you know that they, they know more about us than we do about them of course oh, and that's dude. always and that's always going to be a really weird aspect of it and a bit of a tangent but the fact that they do know so much about us just it, it's it's what makes us influencers at the end of the day and that's yeah it's such a cool thing and obviously that's a horrible word i hate influencer but it's the business term at the end of the no, day i know what you mean but, yeah but yeah it's like if if some random bloke on like a tv show is like this is dope this is why i'm like i yeah, don't yeah, care man yeah. who the fuck are you kind of thing whereas it's like if like my fellow streamer friends people who i watch regularly you know i even before i started streaming and i was just watching streamers I became aware of that. I was like, why do I trust this person like more than I would like random Joe on the, the street? Yeah. And it was because you do, albeit a lot of the time, this one-sided bond, you do form that bond with this person. I think a lot of it too is you look up to the person, right? Like I know I look up to, look up to is such a weird, weird way of saying it. But like I, I see streamers who have tens of thousands of viewers and mm. I recognize something in them that I had in a friend growing up who I really looked up to, right? Like you yeah. were like, uh, you'll, I'll see a streamer and be like, wow, that reminds me of like Evan and like Evan, I like, we were like, you know, and, and it's, uh, there becomes this, this like personal, um, but I used to do the same thing with like, blink 182 right like any blink 182 yeah. would buy a pair of shoes and i was like those are good shoes those are cool shoes because they were people that i looked up to and i it's weird to think that somebody would look up to me but i know 
I know that it's inevitable when you stream every day and I've been full time for a couple of years now. I stream five days a week and uh, it's not something like that I take really lightly. I know you don't either, Um, Hmm. but it's something I get get a lot of I have a lot of fear. So like when I when I support something or something like a charity or uh, a game and, you know, I think people see that and they go. They say they tell themselves that that this is genuine. I don't just put things out there. You don't just put things out there to make money (laughs) or to have a label. You know, you put it out there because you really genuinely believe in it. And I think people can see that as well, because totally. Absolutely. You you see it all the time where you like, especially when you first start out, you join the the streamer communities or the, the, the huge ass teams. And you'll see people going, oh, I've got discount codes for this, 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 and this, and this. And I'm like, oh, please stop. Why? Kind of thing. And it's it's like, you're only doing it because you think it makes you, it validates you in some, in some way. And one, no one's buying your shit anyway. So calm down. And two, like, you're, you're just throwing this huge net catching anything you can and then people are like well you're only doing it because you think it's going to at some point make you cash whereas i on the other hand i've had folks approach me and i've gone cool i'll have a look at your product and then i've gone nah and even if it's been like quite a beneficial deal for me i've still gone nah because i know if i was like yeah buy this thing like waving this flag of advertisement my viewers are gonna go brian what's this bullshit (laughs) like you clearly don't like what you're selling here yeah and and even the companies i associate with there there are brands that i i like their product but i don't like some of the 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 way they they run things for example or uh, the the pricing methods and stuff like that and if they were to approach me and go yo we want to do a sponsorship with you i would be like you know i i like your stuff but i think you're way overpriced for example and i don't really want to you know be out there pretending to agree with you as a, as a company in front of my viewers when I think they're going to be ripping, getting them, themselves ripped off buying your stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Things like that. And I, I, I am very, very picky with who I work with. Um, I had a toothbrush company tell I me. I heard about that. So many people got that. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, why toothbrushes? They were like, we'll send you, we'll send you some toothbrushes. And I was like, okay, cool. And I tried them and I hated them, but the deal mm. was really good. It made sense. Like I, I could have made a good amount of, of money. I said no, cause I didn't like the toothbrush. I was like, I don't really like the, the way it, f- I don't like it. I wouldn't, I'm not going to use it. Mm. Um, I did it all on stream and I got an email saying that it was, uh, that it was, uh, in my best interest to not turn it down based on the size of my community. And I just politely said, you have, you obviously have no idea what my best interest is. And I never heard yeah. that from again. It was like, ridiculous. Uh, that, that's just immediately like sketchy as well. But if I took, so, an, if, I took if, an underwear one because I've worn the underwear for 10 years before that. And I loved them. And every, <laughs> every single person that bought a pair loved them, even though they were a little mm. bit, they're expensive. And I made a significant amount of money, but it didn't feel like it because I'd been wearing me undies for years, years. Mm. I was stoked on that opportunity, but that whole, that whole company that worked on that. So I'm not going to say any names or anything. They all shut down and I don't know if they really had the best intentions, but I still have people I talk to at me undies who are, you know, mm. working on some new stuff and might figure something out in the future because I just, I did really did love them. I loved them. Yeah. It's a shame. And that, and it's like you said, like, um, obviously naming no names, but some of the PR companies that come and approaches, I'm just oh, like, yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> like I've got friends who are like, Oh, I work with X, Y, and Z. And I'm there going, uh, I wouldn't. And they're like, why? And I'm like, here's a long list of reasons why. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, Oh, but, but you know, it, it's money I wouldn't have and it's like and there's also integrity that you no longer have right, kind of right. thing it's like I don't know there's there's a lot of PR companies that I, I they're not even PR companies they're, they're, they're companies that 
I think masquerade as PR, and I don't touch them with a barge pole. Little like, little bit of a scalper community out there, or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's like, okay, t- tell us the, the like the, the companies that are like, oh yeah, we we'll paid opportunities, um, and then you go, okay, well, how much is it for this opportunity? And they're like, oh, well, you need to sign up. And it's like, oh, so you need my details to sell, presumably before you even tell me what it is the opportunity that you've approached me about <laughs> it's gonna like pay me and things like that dude it's so like a freaking it's like dating all over again it's like you got to pick or choose people who have their best your best no one's ever gonna have truly your best intentions like there is a business side to it but there's also oh, yeah, a sure. good, there's also a right way of having a business side and especially in this industry as well, where, you know, if, if you so do, if you do wrong by someone, everyone will know. Kind oh, of yeah. thing. Like, and making friends is the right way to go. Like, obviously you've got networking and networking is great and everything, but actually making proper friendships with these people that you, you are going to be working with probably for a long time is in, in your interest. And then people will be like, oh, well, you know, I, I met Brian the Pirate. He, he was sound, you know, he yeah. did things right. He was very genuine uh, and very sincere. Gets quite drunk at parties. It's great. Kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should meet him, you know, right. maybe drop him an email. And, and that stuff matters. It's the like best I, way of doing it. For sure, for sure. Like I've, I've been to like mixes and they'll be like, oh, I, I like worked with this guy and you know, people do talk about it. It's like, yeah, he was a massive knobhead and it's like, okay, stay useless, stay clear of these, these people because right. I'm going to, you know, I, I take uh, these opinions seriously and the, the people I've become friends with in the industry in one way or another. And I, I tend to trust them. So if they say this guy's a bit of a dickhead, I'm going to stay clear of him kind of thing. I hope no one's called and, me a knobhead. I'm sure they have. No, they haven't. <laughs> yeah. you, you are a majestic princess. Oh, Prince, well, sure. thank you. Thank you. I make, back to you. Same, same with you. You're a little diamond in the rough. You, you are the, the best cow on all of Twitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was one day. All right. <laughs> that's all it takes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, it takes. That's, that's true. But you I, also I, I, were the girl from Frozen. So I was, I was a Elsa? princess or Queen Elsa. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was front page. That was hilarious. Oh, you were on the front page for that? Yeah, I was a mustached princess Elsa in front of 3,000 people. It was a giggle. It was easily one of the most fun streams I've ever had. Oh, for sure. I I had the opportunity to be on the front page, and I had no idea what to play, so I played Sea of Thieves. And boy, oh boy, was that a shit show. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, this year, um, if all goes well, I will be cosplaying as Shrek, Ooh. doing the Shrek movie in Beat Saber. Oh my god! So like, like not not songs like one after the other, the entire actual movie in Beat Saber. Yeah, which is eighty three minutes long. So basically, doing like an eighty three minute song. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, whilst we're cos- was cosplaying as Shrek. We're at the end of our time, so where can we watch this? Uh, so this will be on uh, twitch.tv forward slash Brian the Pirate. All right, perfect. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to do it? And if people want to reach out or just follow the musings that escape my uh, my brain, it is uh, on Twitter at Brian the Pirate or on Instagram at Brian the Pirate as well. And it's Brian with a Y. B-R-Y-A-N, the Pirate. That's right. That's correct. All right, perfect, man. Hey, it was so much fun. Thank you so, so, so very much. Um, is there anything you want? If if somebody is wanting to to start streaming or wanting to, um, you know, get out there or just do something different that they're currently doing, what do you have any closing advice for them be genuine like be as genuine and sincere as you can like don't fall for the trap of like follow for follow don't um use bots for likes and things like that because you are your brand and if people see that you're being disingenuous in some way or form that's that's your first impression gone so just be a genuine person and if you do it well and people like what they see they will stick around perfect i love it dude thank you so much for taking uh t- 
time out of your day. I'm sorry the the mix up in time earlier. Brian stuck around for almost an hour because I couldn't figure out if I was in Pacific time or mountain time or what the hell was going on. So thank you very, very much for being patient with me. I really it's appreciate it. I appreciate it. No problem, dude. Like daylight savings time is the devil and it's <laughs> yeah. been uh, it's it's been an absolute treat. I've, I've had a, a great time. Awesome. And, uh, it's, always, it's always a pleasure to hang. Cool. We'll stick around. I'm going to I'm going to turn the recording off here. And uh, and yeah, thanks again. I really, really appreciate it. Go give Brian a follow. Go check him out. He's an, obviously an awesome person. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Uh, I had an absolute blast on this one. Brian, uh, Brian was a lot of fun. Uh, again, make sure you go check him out, please. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Brian the Pirate. It'll be down in the description. Uh, go follow him on Twitch. Go follow him on Twitter. You know the deal. Uh, thank you again uh, for, for giving this episode a listen. Thank you for giving me a chance in the billions and billions of other podcasts out there. Uh, more episodes coming out soon. Uh, if you have any feedback for me, leave it down in the uh, YouTube description or the YouTube comments. You can always email me to at hi at brucecooper.tv. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, just reach out to me. Uh, if you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me as well. I've been having a blast doing these. So I'm going to keep it up. Uh, and thank you. Do not work too hard. Take care of uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And uh, yeah, I will see you on the next one. I love you. Thank you. Thank you.